Welcome to another episode of Harbor City Local TV in association with Space Coast Podcast. Uh, we're having a fun day today, getting ready for Punk in the Park over in the Augalli Arts District. Uh, we have some sponsors and performers in the studio. Uh, Heather Clark with Sleeping Sirens. Woo! Hey guys. <laughs> I'm stoked to be a part of everything. Austin Young with uh, Pineapple's EGAD. What's up? You also just heard uh, his track Weekend from his band Gary Laser Eyes. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little more coming up. And then Tony Solon. Howdy. With the Easy Uzis. Uh, Going to be playing the, the stage on Saturday right before TSOL. Uh, he is also a big part of what we're doing with Punk in the Park as a sponsor with um, uh, Standard Collective and the 518 Skate Shop. So I guess let's jump into that there, Tony. Let's get into a uh, little bit about what you're doing. What What is your... How did you and Rob uh, come up with the idea of the of the skate shop coming from where you were at before? Well, as you know, it was um, it was our music venue, mm -hmm. and then COVID happened, and Rob and I decided to um, join forces, and we talked about doing a small little speakeasy style bar, but we all know there's a few of those down there already. So mm -hmm. um, we changed directions, and both of us love music and skateboarding. It's what we grew up doing. So um, we decided to open a skate shop and, you know, carry some vinyl records as well. Yeah, and you have a definite, I just bought some Operation Ivy uh, discs out there. Okay. Um, it's a great little shop of records. Uh, and so even though it's a skate shop, there's a ton going on in there. Now, um, how did you feel changing from the venue to the skate shop? Was that something hard to give up or moving into this new venture? Was it more exciting? Well, it's bittersweet for sure. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of local bands love playing the venue. The sound in there was great. We did. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was a really good time. Um, so definitely bittersweet, but it was time. There's a couple other really great venues like Pineapples and mm -hmm. um, some other ones that are popping up around town. So um, it was a good time for Rob and I to change directions and open a, a skate shop and show our love for what we grew up doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, COVID taught a lot of people a lot of things, sure. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now... You said that, you know, your history with music and skateboarding. What is your history with, you know, the skateboarding and how that brought brought that to 518 or the music, you know, whatever sure. your contribution? Well, I grew up surfing and skateboarding in Satellite mm -hmm. Beach and um, mm -hmm. ever since I can remember, like the first 411 skate video had Operation Ivy in it and mm -hmm. hip hop and my, my love of music and skateboarding comes from that. Um, I never looked back. It was just something I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, fast forward a couple of years, I worked at a place called The Groove Tube. Yeah. Um, Dave set gas stones and t taught me very well. Um, had tons of great local bands playing there. Um, working there, I was uh, fortunate to meet the guys from Hurley, and they, they sponsored me as a little guy, shop guy, and um, opened a lot of doors for me, which uh, in turn allowed me to meet a lot of um, skaters and surfers and really dive into that culture now speaking of the groove tube uh, what were some of the major bands that ended up playing around that area 
uh, well, Sublime was probably the biggest that played yeah. on the front porch. Yeah. Yeah. I know that video keeps, uh, every yeah. once in a while I see it come through on. Uh, yeah, please don't watch that video. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, it. I, love it. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it really makes the connection on where we're at does, now yeah. a lot, you know. It's just, you know, I look like Austin <laughs> yeah. with that hairpiece. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you rocked it way you better. Look, no, you look way better. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, yeah, actually, that's where I got some of my first uh, seven-inch uh, records was at the Groove Tube. Yeah, Dave, um, Dave and Diane were ahead of their times for sure on that. And, yeah. Um, you know, they were the first ones to carry punk rock CDs in the area. Definitely. And then um, the vinyl, and they kind of dove into, like, the house music and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, And then, you know, the, the fashion aspect is really what drove me yeah. to do what I do now. Oh, so you, that's where you learned that, huh? And brought you to yeah, where you're at now? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, because that's, I mean, you're, uh, how long you've been in uh, EGAD now with Standard almost, Collective? Almost seven years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, when did the, I mean, seven years ago, it, it's not what it was now. Oh, no. There's tumbleweeds down there. Yeah. I mean, you had Intracoastal, which, you know, mm-hmm. obviously they're a staple, and Anaya Coffee pretty much were the, the two major places down there. And then we came in and, Rob and Becca opened up Traditionals mm-hmm. and Salty Fox, and, and right. the rest is history. Yeah. yeah, we had Wes and Lisa on before their 20th anniversary party, and um, yeah. they used to talk about, they actually had to kick out some people from living under their house, oh, under right. their shop, yeah. you know, and how seedy it was a little bit back there. Sure. Did you have to deal with any of that moving in? No, not really. It's yeah. getting seedier now. It's getting seedier now. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's definitely developing. Yeah, it's it's a weird transition right now because we're seeing, uh, you know, there's a lot of people seeing it as a diminishing art district with things like the Fusner changing. and But in some of our eyes with traditionals and you and 518 and what we're doing here with Punk in the Park, Pineapple's opening. I mean, there's a lot more musicians in the area. Yeah. If we do this right, it's actually a rebirth. It's a renaissance sure. of it. It's like and a changing of the guard. The, yeah. Um, you know, no disrespect to all the artists and mm-hmm. the the older folk that are down there, but there's some new emerging artists, and it's, so the times are changing, and it's it's time for the new artists to kind of be able to come out and represent what they do, whether it's taxidermy or, you know, spray paint or mm-hmm. pastels. It's just, it's more youthful, if you will. Definitely. Yeah. And with that, with the economic change that's happening in Brevard County, specifically Melbourne, um, do you? How do you feel about these types of changes? How do you feel about these people that aren't exactly a part of our community, but are now becoming a part of our culture? Um, that's yeah. a tough. That's a tough thing. Of course, yeah. you know. Um, of course, when money comes in, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, they they're true to to their mission and what they're trying to accomplish down there mm-hmm. with the hotel going in and uh, what they're doing. I believe what they say and, and staying true to the arts and making an artsy boutique hotel. And, mm-hmm. you know, we hope that brings uh, transient traffic down here that spends money and, and supports the, the lifestyle that we're trying to accomplish. You know? Yeah. And I, I, I feel that a lot of that's up to us to hold them responsible. Sure. Like, yeah, of course, you know, money's going to talk to them. Of course. You know, yeah. and the culture is what speaks to us. But as long as we keep doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. we'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. And what you're doing is pretty amazing down there for a long so. time now. Uh, now, you, 
with with the shop with Standard Collective, like you said, you've been there s- seven years, seven, almost seven years, almost seven years, um, and you've been down there with with your better half, right? Oh yeah, Elena Roby. She's, yeah. yeah, she's the best. She's she, amazing. She, she I is. love her. Yeah, she's the sweetest. <laughs> she is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I couldn't do it without her. I mean, I started. I opened the shop in 2010, but she's been there since day one, and mm-hmm. it, w- it wouldn't be what it is without her for sure. Oh, you it's can definitely balance. see her influence in there. 100%, yeah. yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that you're picking out all those dresses. And no, you know, oh, she makes me look like a goddess <laughs> yeah. every time I go in there. She's yeah. a great stylist, same merchandiser, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, excellent, sure. excellent. So, and you know, Standard Collective is a. Um, you know, you can go in there and shop, and you can go in there and pick what they have on the shelf. But they also are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Specialty. Like you, sure. you, you come in there with an idea, or you know, they can they can help make it uh, happen. Uh, Tony's also a great. Uh, Leather, leathersmith, yeah. Leathersmith. I wasn't Leather, sure if that was the oh, word. Leatherman, sure. Leatherman, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you can see uh, a lot of different wallets and purses, and or again, if you have a, an idea, bring it into Tony. He's a very creative character. Thank you. Um, now, from Standard Collective, we talked about Five Eighteen a bit. the The music inspiration in Five Eighteen um, is that is that Rob? Is that you? Is that both of you? Like the oh, records coming in? Us, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, with his extensive background in hardcore and punk rock, mm-hmm. um, he does most of that buying, and mm-hmm. he's a huge record collector. Um, I mean, I learn from him every day on on the different, uh, you know, the different genres of punk rock, if you will. But um, I have maybe a little bit more of extensive uh, hip hop mm-hmm. and indie rock background, so right. I bring that I bring that stuff to the table. We're bringing that to the music festival this year. That's um, fantastic. Yeah, we talked with. Uh, Kristen Warren and the Brevard Cultural Alliance, and we're looking to bring some more jazz and hip hop yeah. to the uh, awesome. Space Coast Music needed. Festival. This, yeah, definitely, getting more diverse. Very cool. Um, now, how long has these Uzis been a band? Man, I guess we've been a band for about four years now. Yeah, and we have one single out. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> you've heard it on previous uh, episodes. Maybe we'll get to it again. Uh, now, who, who's in the band with you? Um, Dallas, Mike, uh, Dallas James, Mike, uh, Dale Chapa. Joey Noble and Antoine Rose, mm-hmm. and and I wanted to dictate these these names out because these are hard hitters in the area. Dallas James uh, used to run a lot of the um, open mics in the area, specifically at Standard Collective when it was a venue, uh, and along with David Sekist, and then Mike Della Chapa with Apocalypse uh, Coffee when it used to be open mics was a big part of our music community, and still is with these Uzis. Um, now, how's everyone feeling about this show coming up? We're excited. Yeah, we haven't, you know, we haven't played a show in a couple months. Um, so, obviously, opening for um, legends like TSOL, mm-hmm. everyone's pretty static about it for sure. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of buzz. Actually, that you've been a lot of the uh, the comments on the social media and uh-huh. some of the sponsors that are. You know, sponsoring. They're saying, "I can't wait to go see the Easy Uzi." Oh, that's exciting. It is exciting. I should probably read that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to bring it up because yeah. you know, when you're running your own stuff, you don't get to see those types of things for sure. Um, but yeah, Easy Uzis are uh, a big part of why people are coming to the show. Oh, well, thanks. Um, now, how long have you been doing music? Oh, as far as I can remember, I I played in bands over the years you know growing up in the area but nothing quite like this um, yeah like you said the level of talent of all those guys is amazing so for me to to jump in front of the mic mm-hmm. and have those guys um you know play with me it's just 
it's absolutely amazing inspiring for sure definitely and i it, even though our bands sound very much different yeah. uh, and i feel like we're in a very similar situation to where uh with 60 foot giant we have a I work with a ton of great musicians, yeah. which allow me to just be nonsense on the vocals, Absolutely. and it's yeah. <laughs> uh, and it makes for a little eclectic situation, you know. Yeah. Um, everyone's bringing something different, and I when I talk to people in your band, um, it seems like everyone has a little bit. While there's things that bring you together, Black Sabbath is what brings us together. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, what brings you guys together on the same page? Because um, I know you oh. come from that punk rock, hip hop. Yeah. You know, even sure. up to the indie, yeah. you're a very eclectic character. But uh, yeah, um, um, I, I would say just the love of music because everyone definitely comes from a different background of music. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, don't know where Joey gets his love of music from. He's just the <laughs> most talented, amazing drummer. He so uh, you know, he really holds it together. But Mike, as an um, elder statesman, if you will, mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he comes from. He loves all kinds of music in Dallas and, and Antoine. I think their love of classic rock and metal mm -hmm. kind of brings something special to it. And so, yeah, together we just, you know, create the sound. I don't know really how to put, even put a label on it. I'm with you. And and you can definitely feel that classic rock feel from the guitars. For sure. Um, but what you bring to it and um, punks it up. Oh, Oops. And it brings it to that '70s level, like the. So on on the show coming up, you guys and to me the Speed Spirits. I don't know if you ever listened to the Speed yeah, Spirits, yeah, but cool. you guys have that '70s, you know, some kind of inspiration background there. to it, yeah. you know, in, in a new direction. Speed Spirits are some young characters, but yeah. uh, uh, excellent. So with the, I mean, you are a big part of what is EGAD. Do you get to communicate with, you know, um, we've had a new EGAD director come in. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve Gould's a big part of that direction and is on the board. Do you get to communicate with those type of entities on what you'd like to see in the future there? I do and I have. I try to keep my opinion out of most everything and just like, like I said earlier, kind of stick to what we do well mm -hmm. and let everybody else, you know, do what they do well and it all just kind of works out, man. I'm, you know, I, I try not to compare us to anybody else or try not to compete with anybody mm -hmm. or um, uh, give my opinion too much. Like I said, we just, we're, we're really proud of what we do at Standard Collective and who we are. If hopefully that translates. It does. You're a humble character. Oh, yeah. thanks. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> and uh, so with, you know, I, I, we all travel a bit uh, and, and as Melbourne grows and is there anything that you're looking forward to saying, you know what, our arts district needs this or could use this? Or, you know, what do you think EGAD yeah. is missing? Oh, well. It could be a cupcake shop. I'm not right, trying no, to put yeah, you too no, much on the no, spot. I got you. <laughs> yeah, no, we have all the right ingredients for yeah. sure. Um, obviously, parking's a big issue when yeah. it comes to the area, but that's, I, I think we, we definitely need more of the young artists to come out and mm -hmm. represent um the mural thing we did a couple of years ago was fantastic but we yep. need more of that yep. uh, less red tape he meant to say an oddity shop nice and, well i was getting to that <laughs> but, um, that was the lead into your so. um we definitely need an oddity shop nice but yeah no more more eclectic boutique type things yeah. um you know another clothing great clothing shop would be fantastic um mm -hmm. like good competition mm -hmm. it helps everybody elevate their game a little bit but um yeah, I don't think we need anything specific. We just yeah. more we need more cool, like-minded individuals. To come and you're out. right about the uh, the competition situation. I was yeah. Meg O'Malley's kitchen manager for a really long time, yeah. and this was before tracks. This was before sure. a lot of things down there. And uh, 
as these things moved in, you know, servers would get scared and all these things would get scared about, you know, other restaurants, other restaurants taking yeah. business away. And it doesn't, it just brings people. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, and that's the thing is getting, you know, economics, y'all <laughs> straight economics. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, but again, it's, it's, you want good like-minded mm -hmm. humans coming down there and supporting the area. Um, no disrespect to downtown Melbourne at all, but you know, we, it gets a little rowdy, and um, there is a there is a point where you want to keep um, the arts district um, arty, arty, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And bars and restaurants are fantastic, yeah. But you know, there there doesn't need to be one in every corner. Mm -hmm. um, we we love the music and the art and the culture, and we want everybody to enjoy it. Yeah, and you have another uh, neighbor that kind of works in that vein with uh, the Causeway Records. Yeah, they do yeah. some live stuff over there. Um, have you gotten to know those guys a little bit? Yeah, they're fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah he, he's amazing vinyl, and um, you know he does great video work. Mm -hmm. he, he's also trying to you know teach the kids a little bit about video and audio and yeah i think it's perfect for the area yeah i was actually in there the other day and i guess that's his job is yeah, video, video. And, yeah mm -hmm. that's i didn't know that that yeah. was pretty interesting yeah um well very cool what do you so uh, a lot of the graphics you're going to see a lot of what is you're going to see on saturday tony's actually created tony's been a lot of the creative management of punk in the park um we have a, a T-shirt coming from Convicted Printing. We have a uh, out of Tampa, and look up Convicted Printing. They're actually doing some cool things. A lot of what they do as a nonprofit is they print, and then they're helping with uh, bring awareness to human trafficking and things like that. Um, but the shirts that they're bringing with them that they printed for us, uh, there's a hundred. That's it. So if you're looking for an official Punk in the Park T-shirt with all the artwork done by Tony at Standard Collective. Make sure you get to the uh, Harbor City Local Tent early. Um, the banners, you've seen the uh, the billboards from uh, Carol. All that artwork is Tony. Uh, so again, if you're looking for something, if you need a t-shirt, if you need something, go see Tony at Standard. And uh, high fives and hugs to Elena, too. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, excellent. Appreciate it. Uh, any comments? No, I think we uh, think we pretty much summed it up there, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I tried to be a little thorough. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah, appreciate you. Excellent. Um, and we will make that oddity segue to uh, Heather Clark. How you doing, Heather? Good, good. Excellent. Um, Heather's a big sponsor of Saturday's event um, with Sleeping Sirens. We're gonna you're gonna have a tent. Tell us about the tent you're setting up. Yeah. So I have a lot of events. We do a lot of expos and. And I've got two coming up that we're getting ready for. It is difficult for me to have our inventory outdoors. So instead of having a full booth setup at uh, Punk in the Park, what I would like to offer to everyone is um, kind of a place to chill, uh, a hydration station, I've mm -hmm. been calling it. I'm gonna have some water, some lemonade. I'm bringing a tent with walls and I'm going to test out today and mm -hmm. see if my portable AC will actually cool it off a little bit. <laughs> um, just, I, I'm gonna have some promo material out mm -hmm. for Sleeping Sirens, of course. But uh, yeah, it's just gonna kind of, it's a little different. I've never really been to too many events that have, you know, something like that for everybody to come and hang out and chill at. Uh, but some of my items in particular will explode if they sit in the sun for too long. <laughs> so that's not always great for me. So mm -hmm. that's why uh, we decided to go this route. 
Excellent. And um, like Heather said, she does you know travel <laughs> and does this a lot around the country. And you're a uh, national celebrity, right? You've been on a lot of media. Uh, a, li- a little, a, li- <laughs> a little bit of media here and there. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, I love all of the travel that we get to do. Uh, people are very interested at each expo, each like local local news station or paper or podcast will come by and check up on the event because I mean what even is it? Mm-hmm. You know? It's an oddities and curiosities expo and some people are expecting antique furniture with their grandma that day and others are <laughs> I just had an Ed Gein like thing I <laughs> antique furniture with my grandma like ooh, man i'm shopping sorry shopping with grandma at yeah. uh, taxidermy and oddities <laughs> expo can be interesting um but no a lot it's a lot of alternative uh lifestyle um tattoo shop owners love to decorate mm-hmm. with a lot of the items that we have there uh house and home decor amazing artists mm-hmm. i'm in awe every every expo of the artists that I get to travel with. It's 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 amazing. We have one coming up in Tampa in November. I know that's not quick, <laughs> <laughs> a quick coming up, but uh, I would love to see some local faces over there. If you can, it's totally, totally worth checking that expo out. I love teaching that class, the taxidermy class. Well, and that's kind of where I wanted to go next. You're not just, you know, creating art and selling taxidermy, but you're an educator. Right. Um, So tell us a little bit about what you do in those courses. So for the taxidermy classes for the expo, each year it's, we have a different subject. Last year was jackalopes. This year is two-headed ducklings. It's all gaff taxidermy. It is a single-day class. I do a lot of the prep work for students. I can have anywhere from 12 to 50 students mm-hmm. um, from all walks of life, all ages. Uh, it's, it's really cool. I, I, <laughs> I love teaching this class. Uh, it's an absolute blast. I, I'm excited for next year already. Uh, we get to go see. We do 26 cities a year. I just added two more as we travel. I, I add pop-ups and, and shops and stuff like that. There's seven, twenty-eight. We'll be at 28. I think by the end of the year, I will have hit 30 cities. Um, and wow, it's so cool just seeing how many people are interested in mm-hmm. this. Like 50 faces looking at you sometimes, just really interested in this that, you know, over the years, uh, been ostracized for and mm-hmm. and uh, is strange and different and unusual it's it's so cool it's such a great feeling and then we travel with our stuff to right. our, our inventory and uh, Nicole Skinner runs the runs that side of things uh, for me as well so she gets to travel around with me and see um, some amazing things on the road now at those types of courses is it because um, you said there's been people that are kind of been in this community for a while mm-hmm. um, the people that are interested in learning how to do this, are they uh, more the young community or is it people that have been around for a while? Like, what is your novice to professional that comes and sees you? 
So I do have a lot of novice students. Um, I have a lot of younger students that are interested, and I would say without pulling hard numbers, um, just kind of a a guess on my part, I'd say between 80 to 85% of my classes are females Mm -hmm. um, that are probably uh, between 30 to 40 years old there. Mm -hmm. It's, It's really, it's so cool. It's uh, it's it does say a little bit about the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, with it, it, it can be similar to the tattoo industry in an apprentice type of way, um, but this is is very different from that in the sense that a lot of instructors are are big game trophy taxidermists um, that take on apprentices and uh, they're generally uh, all male dominated. Mm -hmm. It's a very male dominated industry. So it's nice to see this new blood come in a little bit to kind of circle back to new artists and new things. Um, uh, It's. Do you see a dramatic difference in the, um, like you said, that's a sportsman male driven community do you see a difference between the ones that are interested in the sports side of it and the art side of it absolutely a huge difference a noticeable difference uh it's it's an easy it's, that's an easy one to call yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it's a pretty easy one to call yeah, yeah. <laughs> now i bring up a lot of this information because again this bo- this booth is going to be a comfort station but it's also yeah. an information station so yeah. um if you have those questions you know you're not talking to someone that is just having some fun here this is a professional that you can come and actually get some quality information from um, if you're interested in that type of oddity art or being a part of that community and just felt like you didn't have a spot punk in the park is for you yeah and uh come say hi now heather you're not you know this is something that you've been doing for a long time now and you've mm-hmm. done a lot of pop-ups uh, but you also used to manage a pretty busy venue in the area I did, Mm -hmm. Um, and then following uh, leaving there as well for a couple of years. As Mm -hmm. I was starting Sleeping Sirens, I was still bartending, booking, promoting shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, All 2008, 2009 was when all of that really started. Yeah, what was the venue? Uh, 321 Local. Mm Uh, yeah. There's a lot of memories there. A couple, a uh, couple of years worth of memories at three, two, one. Yeah. Yeah, we played there. Um, saw uh, Agnostic Front there. Uh, I believe Madball played there. I mean, it's just been. It was a big part of the punk community. Uh, so be- many. Yeah. Before the resurgence of the punk community. So yeah, excellent. Is there any anything noteworthy from three, two, one? I think. I think some of my favorite things that mm-hmm. we did at 321 were the art shows. My favorite bands to book were actually all of the local bands mm-hmm. and the local shows. You could really feel the love at those. Uh, there were big, noteworthy names and stuff that came in, but still, those local bands and some of them, mm-hmm. uh, like yourself, are still going super strong, and that's amazing to see uh, the art community. Uh, I mean... They're, they're, they're still going strong, too, some of these artists, and it's amazing mm-hmm. to see that growth that has happened as well. Um, I do think some of my favorite shows were also, like, uh, Everyman and Viva La Vox and yep. all of their parties. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, They were fun to dance. Yeah. Too, but, yeah. yeah, those were some of my favorite memories from then. 
Excellent. Yeah. And it, so that whole feel of what was 321 and Standard Collective, I mean, that's kind of what we're looking to build with this All Galley Arts District in our minds. Um, so we'll see you on Saturday and help be a part of that. Uh, and we want to um, also promote the positivity of the event and, you know, let you know that, uh, and, you know, this is going to be a family affair. Come out and have some fun, food trucks, all these different um uh, opportunities to see some music maybe you had kind of thought was in a certain direction and you can come out and meet the individuals and uh, and learn that we're we're all part of the community yeah um now before we got started you had uh mentioned pbs (laughs) (laughs) well uh traveling with the expo Mm -hmm. is is affords me a lot of really cool opportunities. Um, So PBS came Mm -hmm. to do a wildlife segment um, and was very interested in, in, I guess, the dark side of things. (laughs) Um, So we did a short segment for PBS. Uh, A lot of local magazines. We were just on a local news station in Milwaukee. Uh, Newspapers uh, and magazines everywhere and uh, the Discovery Channel has come to film, and uh, yeah, I think the, I think <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's all. I guess yeah, that's all. I just <laughs> I'm I'm just enjoying the PBS aspect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, I I don't know how that was uh, received because <laughs> it was it was wildlife seg uh, wildlife segment, and uh, you know I. Every maybe they thought they were talking to one of those sportsmen types. I I think maybe that's what they were expecting. Yeah. People are taken aback by the show all the time. Mm-hmm. Lots of occult stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you do show up with PBS or Grandma or whatever, they're mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> What's going on here? So uh, it's I like the shock value of it. I like I like that. I mm-hmm. find it hilarious. You nice. know? <laughs> I think it's super funny. <laughs> Where's that show in November? Uh, November, the Tampa Convention Center, I believe. Um, I believe it is just the Tampa Convention Center over there. I'd have to double check. I I usually only get a few months in advance Mm -hmm. (laughs) planned out. Um, But, yeah, it's uh, $10 in advance, $15 day of show, which is a very small price to pay to go check out something very interesting and unique. There's shows all day. Uh, there's class. There's a museum of mutations, wow. and this all. It, I mean, it really all stems from uh, the Barnum and Bailey Circus. Mm-hmm. Five cents to see behind the curtain. The elusive Fiji mermaid. Uh, that's that's where gaff taxidermy mm-hmm. comes from. So gotcha. Yeah, gaff taxidermy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and, and then another sponsor going to be there Saturday is uh, Austin Young with Pineapples. Hey. Yeah, you, you just had your one-year anniversary, right? Yeah, in April. It's crazy, actually. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are having anniversaries right now. I guess it's. I guess that's the time to open an EGAD. Yeah. It's the spring. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. How'd the uh, one-year anniversary go? It was good, man. Um, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to do something huge, but I had to reel my expectations mm-hmm. down and, and, and try to, you know, not go too hard for the first year uh i've learned how to jump through a lot of hoops which i'm sure you're familiar with setting up your events so uh yeah next year i know what i have to do and if we 
decide to make it a yearly thing, then um, we can do it bigger and better. But I was really happy with the turnout and the awesome vendors that we got to post up in our parking lot. So um, I'm wearing one of them right now, Resident Skate Shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was. it was a really good day. It was cool to see the support. Yeah, excellent. Now, Pineapples is a, it's a pretty interesting place. It's huge, but uh, it seems like each floor has a little different flavor to it. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, um, to start, it was I my initial vision when me and my dad were talking about this, it was not supposed to be as, as large as it, as it is, and I'm happy <laughs> with what we ended up with, but... Uh, yeah, so it ended up snowballing, and um, we decided, obviously, if we're going to be a restaurant, that's going to be probably our main income, so we have to have a designated place for that, and that mm-hmm. was going to be the first floor. And then we uh, initially, we had two different menus. You know, the top two floors were mm-hmm. more casual menu. Now it's simple. It's all one menu, but there is still a distinction between each floor. Um, I haven't really pushed the branding as much with the third floor, but initially that was supposed to be more of like a cocktail chill area but everyone wants to dine up there that's where everyone wants to eat their food so makes sense yeah so i mean really it's yeah it's definitely a different vibe from the first floor to the third but the one that really stands out the most is the second floor the moon room Mm -hmm. and that's where we push it to really be a different space um dedicated to arts and music you know to kind of tie us into the area a little bit more now you i mean you do a ton of music there but you also have spe- like a it's, it's every thursday you have a special art day is that right? yeah it's uh my my friends they they started it somewhere else and when they brought it to me i was like that sounds awesome they call it vibe tribe thursday and it's you know just invite your creative friends out and uh you can jump on stage and collab with the dj or mm-hmm. whatever sometimes we do things like that we'll have featured guest musicians but the gist of it is is um you know live music and live painting Mm -hmm. so we'll have a couple people out there creating art right there on the second floor and then uh, we'll also invite special guests to display their art Mm -hmm. you know and you can buy prints support them whatever or just come hang out now this week there is no vibe tribe thursday why is that uh, I don't know. I think it was like a scheduling thing with what the guys were doing. But there oh, I thought it was because it's the official after party. Well, it is. It is. <laughs> well, I, I, I had already scheduled Evan, yeah. who is the DJ for it. And um, may, maybe that's why he wanted to focus all his attention right. on that. Because I know he just hit me up. It was like, hey, we're not going to do it Thursday. We're just going to now do it Saturday. I'm going to invite mm-hmm. the guys out to come paint. And I was like, that's awesome. It's probably the best time to do it yeah. because of what's going on. I don't even know if he knew at the time. Cause it was a few <laughs> weeks ago, I was like, this is going to be you know, the after party for this awesome event going on in the park. So, yeah, if you guys are in the park and you're looking for something to do after it's over, come over to Pineapples in the Moon Room. We'll have live painting and uh, music. And I told him, I was like, hey, man, if we get a bunch of punks over here, you can't be playing like house stuff. So he's going <laughs> to he's going to he's pretty good about reading the room. I think I, yeah. I think he's going to be playing. Uh, we were talking about just doing like, a, you know, indie kind of new wave mix or just yeah. like 90s and 2000s alternative, yeah. whatever. Yeah, That sounds good. Yeah. Now, um, I heard at the infancy of what you did, uh, you know, a lot of it was kind of thinking about the old school Dr. Joe's type idea. Is, is yeah. that true? Yeah. Well, I was just looking for a space. Um, I had moved home from Orlando and mm. my pops was in a position where he was looking for a new project. You know, mm. he had sold his business. He was on contract, but he's like, I want something to do. I want to do something. What, what are you thinking about doing? You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I, 
I'm, I'm good where I'm at, but I, I have been dreaming and looking at places for lease in the art district. And, you know, the initial idea was something small, just a mm -hmm. space to dedicate to arts and music and, um, you know, maybe eventually serve food, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then he was like, you know, I really loved going to Dr. Joe's. I was too young. I never got to go, but my pops was like, I love that spot. And I heard it's for sale. Nice. And it didn't work out, but, you know, with its construction connects, he's like, why not buy this lot that the hotel or the condo was selling? Mm -hmm. They were trying to build another, sell to another developer to build a condo or hotel, which could have been terrible or could have been cool. I don't know how it would have gone, but my dad scooped it up before they got that opportunity. And then he's like, we're gonna we're gonna build a, our own doctor Joe's, and I, I think we're a lot different, and we deviated from that. Oh, I worked at Doctor Joe's. Oh, so you know, you're then. a thousand percent different. Okay, cool. But, uh, <laughs> but it, well, I mean, I it, mean, no, I want to be it, our it, own thing. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I was only there when I moved here in two thousand two. I was there for a few months before they closed, but like all American Rejects played there, and yeah, like right all on. these different bands came through, and it was that cool kind of spot. Um, so bringing that idea to what you're doing um, has been pretty interesting to watch because the Moon Room is a, it's becoming a pretty special spot in the area, especially for EGAD. Um, now you have a, a summer concert series coming up there, right? Yeah, and that was some, that was a, a goal I had when we first opened the place. Um, and you know, it's it's not that huge of a deal or whatever like the the bundle deal that you can get you mm -hmm. know we're just trying to i want to kind of establish a way that we can sell tickets directly from the venue instead of having to use a third party like eventbrite mm -hmm. which does make it easier for diy people to put on events but you know there's all those fees and everything mm -hmm. so um the summer concert series is kind of like our trial run of uh come here buy tickets from us and um also here's some awesome highlighted events that you can buy in a bundle and get a free koozie and mm -hmm. dodge the fees you know so that's the whole idea and um like our one year anniversary this is kind of me trying something out and deciding if we want to go bigger and better next year you know well, uh, yeah. I mean, you're in business. That's what it is, right? Yeah. You know, start start somewhere and see where it can go. Trial and now, um, who who do you have playing throughout the summer? Um, actually, coming up real quick uh, after a week after uh, Punk in the Park is the Super Villains. That's on June 18th, and then July 3rd is the Firewater Tent Revival from Jacksonville. There's psychedelic bluegrass with Sorry. locals. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, with Locals Lights Out Project, led mm -hmm. by Jason Noon. And then my band with another band to be announced will be playing August 20th, mm -hmm. my band, Gary Laser Eyes. And then in, uh, what's the next month? September is uh, the Reese Rise. I don't know how to say their name. Is it <laughs> Reese Brothers. They're really awesome. I've seen them live a couple times. They're out of they like St. Pete. Yeah. Uh, they're playing with Honeyhounds, my buddies from Jacksonville who are crushing it right now, which is like some awesome blues rock. Yeah, Honeyhounds are great. I've seen Firewater, Tent Revival. They're like the Everyman. They're just a party band. They're just... Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's funny because it, you can go and see them. And if you're not... I'm going to bring it back to the punk. Like they, they do a bunch of punk songs and you don't know it, oh, cool. but well, they do no effects. They do a bunch of uh, do, punk, yeah. punk oh, like songs. Uh, in a bluegrass style. Mm. Um, who do you have opening for Firewater? Um, it's, I don't really know. It's kind of a co-headline thing. They partnered up with Lights Out Project. Oh, Lights Out I don't Project. know who's playing or who's going to be the yeah, yeah. I'm letting yeah, them I'm promote it how yeah. they want, but 
Yeah, and it is interesting you say that because they do have this punk aesthetic and mm. they play at all these like hippie festivals that also have like they'll go back to back with like a DJ, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and they, they're, they're a party band. You hear bluegrass and you don't think that, you know? Yeah, I, no, I, they're, they're a party band. Yeah, yeah, I went to bluegrass festivals with my grandparents when I was a kid and like, it was a very different vibe. <laughs> 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 but I, 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 love, I love the sound. So for them to bring into, um, uh, I don't know, something that's good for the bar atmosphere, mm-hmm. for the party atmosphere, like, I mean, they're welcome back anytime. They're really, really awesome. cool. Now, I, I did spend a lot of time in uh, the restaurant industry, and you are doing a few things at the same time. You are running a restaurant, but you have this really red venue on the second floor. Um, how do you promote those? Because they have to be kind of be promoted differently. Yeah. Um, well, luckily, I mean, we've, we've partnered up with some good people, so I have good content to work with as far mm-hmm. as the food and the service goes. Like... I'm always impressed with the things that we cook up. I have a little bit of say in it, but I'm not like the food expert. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, I've considered starting like a separate social media for the band and art stuff uh, for the moon room, basically, Mm -hmm. because it does get to the point where that's what I'm sharing the most. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the target audience. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, there's a big overlap. And obviously, I don't want to complicate things in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's been something I've been toying with is is almost really establishing the Moon Room as a separate entity Mm -hmm. within Pineapples so that people who, you know, they're just casual diners that stop by and maybe they'll catch a band. um, Right. They can follow Pineapples. And then people who are like, I'm coming for the shows, they can follow the Moon Room. Right now, that's not a thing yet, but... I'll be sure to uh, put it on blast on the piney, pineapples social media if I do, you know, kind of separate right. the two. Which, yeah, it is a good point. It is. It has been difficult. <laughs> well, you've been in business for a year, yeah, and you've been blowing it up for a year. In all honesty, yeah. I mean, um, how receptive has uh, the? Do you feel that you get? Because you, you, to me, you have a beach vibe there you know mm-hmm. especially within the restaurant mm-hmm. area um do you feel that you get an all brevard feel do you draw people from beachside because people that live here there's a dramatic difference there <laughs> there really is there's a huge difference yeah. in the types of people that live here mm-hmm. and that's the thing is like there's a huge overlap we have a huge eclectic mm-hmm. crowd and depending on the night you know once dinner's over and it's more of the nightlife crowd only it narrows down mm-hmm. quite a bit. So it's like this crowd is here at this time, this crowd's here at this time. But like I said, there's gonna always be that overlap. And, um, you know, we don't wanna like pander or, or cater to one crowd too mm-hmm. much. But uh, the vision for the Moon Room is definitely, I guess, different than what we would like. The restaurant needs to be all welcoming, you know right. what I mean? And yeah, you're right, all Brevard. Like, I mean, we've. I come from a background of like, you know, hanging out at the beach, boating, things like that. But then also, you know, small dive bars, like Mm -hmm. in, you know, rock music. Like, I don't know, there's sometimes there is overlap with those crowds. Sometimes they don't. Right. They don't, you know, and they don't want to hang out. So (laughs) I don't know. It's it's a fine line to walk, I guess. Yeah. And you get both of those bars beachside, too. Yeah, of course. (laughs) 
It's the beauty of Brevard County. Yeah, I've actually been asked to leave some bars beachside. <laughs> dive bars, not like oh. dive bars. I, I went in there and said, what kind of beer do you have? And they told me, if, if you have to ask that, then you're in the wrong bar. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm beachside, right? <laughs> wow. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, now you, you, you made a comment on, you know, starting at a level that where you need to be rather than just getting giant right off the bat. Where do you see the moon room in like a year or five years? Um, I, I mean, the thing is, it's like the room can only is, is only so big. Yeah. So I can get acts up to a certain level. Mm -hmm. I have goals like for bands that I'd like to be to play in that room. Mm -hmm. And if I can't get that one, then like, you know, there's somebody that's of equal value to me personally. Right. Um, but yeah, there's there's a certain level of bands where they're uh, that are the goal where I know they're not too big to play in a right a more intimate venue. Um, but we can't accommodate them because we've done it right, you know, and but the space is only so large. Yeah. So I, I just want to get to the point where that window of bands um, know that this is the spot to play. And there are other options that are great, mm -hmm. but I, I want to. So it's not about the amount of people in the room. It's about the event that you're putting on, basically. Yeah. And that intimacy type situation. I think about when the Slackers played. On, at Standard Collective, mm -hmm. um, Standard uh, Slackers will, you know, bring thousands of people. Right. But uh, Standard Collective can only fit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 150, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we didn't say that. I mean, that, there was that, not 150 that never people. Yeah. That never happened. Um, <laughs> Wait, I was there. No, <laughs> but I think you're right there with that idea of, you know, even if there's a band in the area, creating an intimate s situation with, you know, a personnel in that band yeah. um, is a great idea. Uh, now, do, are, do you plan on doing music uh, do, or do you do music anywhere else in the restaurant like up upstairs or anything yeah like that? I mean like on uh, special occasions like on Valentine's Day mm -hmm. and um, we, and just other random days we've tried it out on the first floor because I feel like that's the place that actually needs the draw people really only eat there if they're like looking for that intimate space you mm -hmm. know what I mean or the weather is not you know right. good everyone wants to go up on the roof so we'll throw up uh, mostly what we do outside of the second floor is acoustic acts up on mm -hmm. the third floor so yeah but we've had like sax players on the first first like i said special occasion yeah very cool yeah. and um now we talked to tony a bit about uh where eget has been and where it's going on how do you see your contribution to the future of EGET as a whole, or how do you feel about the direction that EGET is going? Um, I see the direction. I see the right players, and there's many sitting right here mm -hmm. um, that can push it in the right direction. And I've always felt like I'm in a position where I can influence, hopefully, I can influence the direction, the growth, and, and encourage others to uh, want the same. And so my goal is to try to steer that in the right direction. And I and I see people that have been doing it that I look up to, you know. And I and I'm like, that's what I want to do. I I don't want outside money coming in here and influencing it the wrong way. Like obviously, economic development mm -hmm. is awesome and it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. But staying true to you know the culture and and not deviating from the plan is ideal and, yeah and i think like within pineapples we want to stay true to that 
and I w- that's my vision for our venue. Then outside of that, just personally, I'd love to, you know, I w- I'd love being involved in things like this and helping out where I can, just as me, myself. Well, you hit the word, and because um, around the, you know, town, and, uh, and, you know, I participate in a lot of city stuff with Harbor City Local, but, um, you know, you hear people speak up and complain, uh, and, but it's a level of involvement is really all it is. Um, so if you have a direction, if you want to participate, you, you have to be involved. Otherwise, you're locked out of any sort of way that it's going to go. And then can't really complain later on when, right. you, when you didn't participate. Now, uh, and also being connected with the city like that, uh, you know, Melbourne, Palm Bay, because uh, they link us together, um, are on a lot of lists. We're on a lot of best place to vacation, you know, highest economic uh, turnaround after COVID. Like, you know, we're on a lot of those lists. And when you're on those lists, the people that have the money want to participate, too. Um, So, again, it's just about coming out to Punk in the Park and uh, participating. But, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun now. So you have this great business. I mean, you guys are a big player in EGAD now. uh, But you've been in the music scene for a really long time. Uh, And how long has Gary Laser Eyes been a band? Man... Uh, seven seven years technically. Yeah, you know, like, like the first year we were kind of. Sometimes I think we were like playing under Austin Young, mm-hmm. and, and that's we started out just doing events. I was living in Orlando, and that's where we all got together. I mean, the original four of us were all from Melbourne. Our current drummer, who's been our longest drummer, he uh, Chris, he's from Orlando, but we all met in Orlando doing DIY events and in looking for sometimes we'd have to rent a space out we do house parties and that's kind of where we birthed out of and I'm lucky to be in the position I am with pineapples you mm-hmm. know now that now I can do that without having to hunt down right a space um, but yeah that was that was what we were doing back then and over like the first year of us I guess playing together and toying with the idea of like oh we're Gary laser eyes a band then we really like started grinding and writing music together and um, we've been based out of Melbourne for the most part our drummer still lives in Orlando Chris Jones uh, since like end of 2018 so been back over here for a while but before all that I was putting acoustic CDs in Standard Collective in the mall yeah yeah, dude. Very cool. Slang and CDs Austin Young with his little mixtape yeah (laughs) (laughs) how long were you in the mall Um, unfortunately uh, for about four and a half five years so Standard Collective. I shouldn't say is, unfortunately. It, it yeah. needed to be there at the time. but Yeah. So Standard uh, Collective has been a thing for over 10 years. Then. 2010 is when we wow. opened. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I think it was shortly yeah. after that. I was like, hey, with this acoustic demo. You please put it there. <laughs> <laughs> Sell it. That was now, cool. where did the name Gary Laser Eyes come from? It's a mystery, man. No, I'm just kidding. I've answered the question before. At this point, I just don't. I just want to be like, I don't know. But it's mm-hmm. it's from Trailer Park Boys. Like I said, <laughs> we were young, dude. We we didn't have connections out there. That's why I don't know. I've never seen Trailer we were Park just, Boys. Wow. Yeah, yeah. dude. We were just sitting at home most of the time, watching Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> so good. Not smoking anything illegal, and then <laughs> and we thought it was hilarious. I look back on that one episode that we took it from. Now I'm like, how did how was this that influential? Yeah. us naming our band you know <laughs> but that's it is what it is and we never changed it so it's too late now it's a cool name though where did these Uzis come from uh, Mike De La Chapa came up with that it's mm-hmm. um, basically you know kind of shooting from the hip an oxymoron I mean, basically yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you know a love gun yeah. if you will yeah <laughs> yeah uh, Ian Soden is an artist in the area and he um, 
he drew up something for a lost satellite that we never used and it was basically a giant heart on a hill that was bombing a city but it was love bombs yeah. and it all that's all i think about every time i think of easy uzis is is love same bombs. mission man. yeah we're on the same mission yeah um very cool uh so gary laser eyes has that show coming up in august do you guys have anything else coming up yeah um we're putting together a run uh like we're i think we're gonna be playing FinFest in jacksonville so we're gonna connect those two dates there's a few other shows we haven't announced yet but um around that time we plan on releasing our second volume of love and local honey mm-hmm. which is kind of a two-part album we've been working on if not by then at least a single or two yeah <laughs> you know it's a long process recording things especially when you work with anthony fado you know yeah <laughs> i'm just kidding i love that dude but <laughs> um i don't have like a release date yet but we're planning to put some music out around that time and we'll have a string of shows and mm-hmm. we'll announce that soon very cool very cool any comments i'm just stoked for saturday i'm stoked for the opportunity to be a part of something like this and uh i'm stoked for a potential oddity shop to be an egad let's <laughs> make it right we do need more shops and it's, it's happening yeah i hope so i keep seeing cool vendors at events like this and i'm like man you should have a brick and mortar i mean it, that doesn't work for some people's businesses but it would be awesome to see more of these vendors get um a more permanent spot here in EGAD and for sure here's looking forward to that excellent now uh, again we have sponsors here uh, Sleeping Sirens Pineapples uh, Standard Collective 518 uh, and we're in association with Space Coast Podcast Uh, some other sponsors to mention here would be Island Root Cava Bar is another EGAD uh, spot that has music a great uh, uh, food truck out front uh, convicted Printing we brought up. Savvy Vinyl will be there on Saturday selling some records and uh, helping out with our uh, roller skate competition um, at the Goat Ramp. Uh, and Art by Heather uh, will be on uh, on hand. Uh, Dreamland, ResPro, Intracoastal, uh, the Brevard Prevention Coalition, uh, who we've had, uh, we've had to write love on our arms on our podcast in the past. Uh, Brevard Prevention Coalition has a very similar uh, mission where they're trying to help people that are um, struggling, really, uh, maybe suicidal, but definitely uh, dealing with substance abuse. Uh, when you come out to the event, uh, we will have Kogo Buzz is providing internet for the event. Uh, so when you get there, if you log in to the uh, All Galley Arts District, the EGAD Wi-Fi, uh, you'll also have access to the uh, the band lineup and anything else that we end up getting on there at that time. Um, Iron Oak Post is a, a sponsor. Uh, the Cottage Irish Pub. Uh, make sure you stop through there while you're in EGAD or when you come back against the grain tattoo um mustard's famous hot dogs is another egad local highland park sandwich shop all galley creamery these are all spaces that you can check out while you're in the all galley arts district Uh, we're going to have a lot of skate uh, raffles as well as uh, different uh, things that you can purchase from skate companies in the area Uh, we're going to have some really good uh, Food trucks, the Pucker Up Old School Lemonade, they do some vegan stuff. Moose Soft Serve is going to be on hand. Uh, also doing hot dogs with their ice cream. Taste Buds by Chef Mo. B&B's Rollin' Smoked Barbecue. 
and then a giant list of vendors. Uh, and so Saturday is going to be a amazing time. Uh, and we live in Florida, and it is June, so bring an umbrella. Uh, rain or shine. Uh, and again, Harbor City Local is a 5013C nonprofit uh, where we do put on events. We promote art, music, community, education, and then anything that we do goes to uh, community and education initiatives. Uh, you can stop by the Harbor City Local tent and check out our music uh, scholarship that we have with Wickham Road Music. Uh, if you or you know someone that cannot afford a um, musical lessons or maybe need an instrument, we can help you get that. Uh, we do have a scholarship for that. And if you want to start a partnership or maybe you want to take a lesson somewhere else, like the Groove Shack, uh, hit us up and we'll try to help you out. Um, but we hope to see everyone Saturday, Punk in the Park, All Galley Arts District. Uh, there'll be I'll be posting some parking spaces uh, soon. Uh, do not bring your animals. They are not permitted in the event area. Uh, and, and no moshing, no stage diving. <laughs> uh, for Harbor City Local, Space Coast Podcast, uh, Heather, Tony, Austin, thanks Thank for you. being here. Of course, appreciate you. Oh, thanks for, thanks having, for us. having us. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.